We're hot, Sean. We're warmed up. We have. It's We're been hot. A, it's, We're, it's been a while since we recorded. It's, it's been, been a while since I've talked with a comedian in yeah, person. It's been like about three weeks now. Yeah, close to a month, right? Uh, like I don't but, remember when we. Were, whatever. Yeah, for context, my mom just got knee surgery, so I'm her nurse for the month because I'm the only person who doesn't have anything going for them. My dad has work. My sister has school. And I'm here recording a podcast with <laughs> Sean Barry. The only other person who has nothing going for him. <laughs> <laughs> who has nothing else going on. Anyway, it's my fine. name is Peter Clark Deutsch. My name's Sean Barry. Welcome back to Two Mike Minimum. So last time we talked, just the two of us, we were it was right before we got into our interview with Dennis Chizoy. Wasn't that Yeah. Okay, yeah, your yeah, sounds right. Yeah, we got uh, Dennis and then... No, wasn't it... Didn't yeah. we do all the city ones after that? I don't fucking know no, anymore. No, no, so the last one was when we, we we reviewed the Stormy Daniels show. Really? Was it that far back? <laughs> and then... Oh, fucking what, that what was a different we, world back then. Did we do... I don't know what else... We, yeah, but that was like... Yeah, no, fucking... I don't Trump was that. not being impeached yet i don't think yeah i don't think he was being impeached yet that yeah. was like a whole different time yeah trump still had his has had his balls out thinking he was the man and he still does but it's coming back to bite him in the ass yeah now. here we are but so, here, here we are yeah no but this was before we got to we did our, our dennis jazoy episode so if you uh were one of the many many fucking listeners of that episode because i got over 1600 plays on soundcloud that, uh which, more, which and that's just on soundcloud and then there's right. a bunch more on every other device so thank you for listening. Thank I, hope, you, I hope you came back for more. Spasiba, my ruskies for, <laughs> for yeah, listening. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pander. I'm gonna be keep being my American self. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if ruski is a slur. I don't think. I it's think. A it, slur. I think it's a slur. <laughs> it might be a slur. Well, I apologize for that. It's funny now because literally since that episode, every other episode we've uploaded, the most listeners have been from Russia. Yeah. So, so we, yeah. No, we're a we're a truly more of a russian podcast as of now yeah than, we uh than an american podcast yeah, no yeah no like no people buy us like listening to us <laughs> our friends don't like listening and uh but texans and russians do yeah but people who who don't speak english as their first language do and i, I apply yeah. that to both russians and texans i think <laughs> lis- listening to, yeah listening yeah. to me is a good way to learn the english language yeah yeah i mean someone commented on one of the videos saying like oh this video was good practice me learning english so yeah you know. Well, like I, I, don't know, I think I'm pretty stereotypical, like American. Yeah, I think we're New Yorker, anyways. Yeah, we're both. Well, am I stereotypical? I feel like I'm not that. You're like, yo, I think you're a stereotypical. I'm more just East Coaster woke boy. Yeah. Hey, now. Westchester woke boy. Still, that's still my Instagram handle, even though I'm trying so, to change so, it's it. A little, it's a little dated now. It is very dated. I'm trying to think of a thing to change. What I should change it to? Lady, DM me if ladies you, love the PCD. That's Dude, not. That's not bad. Oh, that's so fucking good, but also like I can't do that. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> like I really want All to right, for but... my birthday next year. You have to do that. We have nine months. Like if I was one whatever. of those YouTube narcissists who didn't so you care, just say, you could just say a YouTuber. Yeah, if I was just like a YouTuber who just like honestly had no self awareness or just didn't care, I would change my Instagram handle to that. Ladies love like, the PCD. Ladies love the PCD. Yeah, follow me. Check out my daily that's what vlogs. Cool, yeah, that's what LL Cool J stands for, right? LL Cool. Ladies J? love Cool James. Who's that? LL Cool J. You know who LL Cool J is? I'm only two years old, and you should know who LL Cool J is. <laughs> who who is this? Who is this person that all these old twenty something know, I, I know I about? Think, I think at twenty five, I am the last of the millennials, and you are Gen Z, though. Like, right? That's um. Well, it depends on your gradients. 
there's a lot of disagreement about it. I think most the consensus is that my year is like the cutoff. I feel like I feel like most people it's like 1980 to 1995 are millennials, right? Right. And then 1996 uh, to uh, 2010 are Gen Zers, and then whatever the fuck we're gonna call the 20 2011 <laughs> to 2025 ers the yeet, the yeet, the yeet kids <laughs> the yeets gen the yeets <laughs> the gen yeets yeah because it's gonna be a generation that only speaks through memes and internet oh, slang so it's like yeah they're gen yeet that's the right. that's gonna, the sociological term for them. I'm gonna give a quick plug to this mini series on HBO because they need the plug from us yeah uh, years and years it's really good it's just like mm. about a family over the course of ten years of the modern era basically of where the worst thing that could happen every day does it's it's like a good dark drama thriller. Oh, nice. I recommend it. It's, it's cool. only six episodes, like six hours. It's worth Sean's the watch. Sean's recommendations. And uh, we'll be waiting for that royalties check in the mail yeah, soon. Yeah, uh, Russell T. Davies. Uh, give me, yeah. like, I don't know, give me 50 bucks. I think that's that'd be, fair. That'd be fine. Yeah, if you <laughs> get bucks. two new new watchers from this, yeah. I think that's worth giving me 50 bucks. Yeah, and, and also, yeah, I mean, those two new watchers are going to be from Moscow because it's yeah. only Russians who listen to this podcast. Yeah, well, it's about a British it's family, great. so we're meeting also, in the middle. Also, Orlando. We have a lot of Orlando listeners now. Ooh. I've been checking those SoundCloud stuff. That's nice. Really happy about that. Yeah. So people who stuck around since Samantha Ivy, Thank shout out guys. to you guys. Yes, Maybe we we'll are. come down to Orlando. Yeah, pay us money because I didn't get the job I wanted, so I'm not <laughs> oh. earning any money. Yeah, I'm not. Well, actually, no, I am making a good amount of money. Well, I'm, I'm tutoring not, math now. I'm That's, making some money. I'm just not making the money I want to make. Yeah, like I'm not like I'm not poor. Like I'm winning enough from doing other people's podcasts and doing some videography stuff. And I'm like, you know. I got and the photography stuff's doing well. It's just like you know, mm-hmm. I really wanted this job. It would have been a nice nine to five. Yeah, no, it always sucks when it's like <sighs> yeah, plus, the stable. Plus, stability. like I'm like really starting to think like fuck. I am I am eleven months away from losing healthcare. Oh fuck, that's so scary. I know. I'm that's like, so. I'm that's gonna be me in like two years when I I just don't pay attention about what my future <laughs> is. And it's like oh fuck yeah no we have no healthcare system in this country and I need to get health insurance. Yeah, that's at real. once I turn twenty six. Yeah, it's not gonna be good. Or but. you could just like gamble and hope you don't break your leg. <laughs> no, that's pro- that's probably what my my plan's gonna be. Oh, that's so it's, scary. Because I don't get sick or hurt, like, ever. Honestly, like, I think my plan is, like, if I am ever uninsured and I get, like, into a really bad health crisis and I owe, like, hospitals hundreds of thousands of dollars, I'm just going to move. Yeah, no, just flee the country. <laughs> just going to move out of the country and be people, like... <laughs> a lot of people do that now, where it's just like, fuck it, I can't, I, can't, I gotta go. I'm just going to, like, learn coding skills and lot, get hired in England or somewhere. Yeah, a, lot be of, like, <laughs> a lot of people do that with their student debt. They're just like, I'm out. I can't... Like, just like, oh, where's who's gonna pay you? I don't know. Sucks to be you guys. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, you know, all right. I don't advocate genocide too often on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, too often? No, you don't do it too often. I think you do it like often. Whatever. <laughs> I don't listen to the podcast back. Uh, the people behind Sally May going. Did you read about this story? No. So the fucking uh, CEO or whatever, he took up like fifth. No, I think it was 200 employees on an all-expenses-paid trip to Hawaii because they just peaked, uh, reached $6 billion oh, of how of people paying student loans gross. to them. And I'm like, you know, we could just kill these people. That's like, so, this is... Yeah. Like, why... I, like, if we just fucking murdered them, mm-hmm. if we got, like, 50 <laughs> people who are like, fuck it, I'll murder some people, student loan debt's done. Like, I think if we, we just, could, if yeah. We, if we just kill them. Like, we just... Because that's the we could problem. we could get by some bipartisan support on that because that's disgusting. No, Republicans <laughs> like, are ever a lot. Just, most Americans yeah. are in debt for fucking stupid reasons because you told us when we were fucking sixteen. Well, you have to go to college, mm. and, and, and yeah, look. 
<laughs> this is a comedy podcast. <laughs> well, it's also funny because none of us have debt. I have a little bit of debt, but oh, like, I thought you told me you didn't. Oh, I don't really? have like enough that I worry about it. Okay, well that's but, good. Yeah, because like I just like it's kind of crazy how like if I did have debt, like I probably wouldn't be doing this podcast because like I went to a state school and New York State schools here are very well funded, so yeah. we're like halfway to being like a European country in terms of our, our education. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So very very inexpensive to, to go to school here. Yeah, no, it's a uh, it's a whole thing. Like yeah. people just fucking I don't know. Yeah. Why don't you talk about societal problems in the school? Do we have anything for comedy? This is just... I do. I do have. I do have something very wholesome for. Okay, we can get it. Let's September. get negative first. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, but like, uh, what, what's how has comedy been treating you for the past three weeks, John? Actually, pretty good. I'm on like a little, okay. I'm on a bit of a there hot streak in terms of shows and just kind of killing it on them. Honestly, fuck like, yeah. I don't, I don't like say that, but like, I just like you know, like I, I compare. I've been comparing comedy a lot more to baseball, really, where it's just like you just go on hot streaks. And they go on a little bit of slumps every now and oh, then. Yeah, but like do. I'm on a hot streak That's right now. Fucking I'm, awesome, I'm feeling man. good about it, you know. And like, you know, just trying to get bat build up that batting. Like I like seem I'd say, like, you know how baseball works where there's uh the major leagues, triple A, double A, single A. Mm-hmm. I think right now we're like at double A. Mm-hmm. We're like, you know, we're not making like we make twenty bucks a show, maybe, but like we'll mm-hmm. eventually get up to triple A. We're making like oh, maybe a few hundred bucks and traveling a little bit more and getting out there, and then hopefully one day we'll make the major leagues and like we're getting real mm-hmm. television spots and stuff. Hell yeah, major so leagues of comedy. I always, I always like in my head, I always considered myself like a class A open micer. Yeah. I was like, I'm past at the strip. I can up my rank internally a little bit. <laughs> the arbitrary rank that only I use. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I do that too. But you see people that are just uh, so. You don't get to look to see as much anymore. But a girl who was just 16 years old came out for the first time, and she was really good. Awesome! Like, yeah, she came with her mom. <laughs> of course, they always do. Like always, yeah. I think she like I think she just needed the ride, and I'm like, that's so funny. Uh, Did she but, plan on coming back, or was this like a one time thing? I don't know. I mean, she seems. I assume she has she has fucking high school to go to. So like, well, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I think she liked it though. She was good. She wasn't bad. But uh, we asked her like, "Hey, what who are some of your uh, <laughs> who are some of your comedic influences?" <laughs> no, <laughs> and she said, "Well, I grew up watching Trevor Noah." And I felt like I'm a fucking thousand years old. Oh, I thought it was gonna be a lot worse. I thought she was gonna say no, like pretty... I thought she was gonna say like Logan Paul. Oh, <laughs> that'd be bad too. No, she was she was she seemed she seemed cool. She seemed smart like a young smart young girl. And like but just, I'm just like Trev, like she doesn't remember a time with Jon Stewart. Like, that's, that's true I'm and like, john stewart was amazing yeah. oh my god verbal verbal meme here uh uh you know the gif of from saving private ryan of matt damon aging into the old man that that was me when she said i grew up watching trevor noah that was trevor like i trevor noah's two years older than me <laughs> no he's not i think he's like 30 something no i think he's only like 20 really right, I'm no way he, he might be 30 i, I think he's I, like at least 30 something because i remember hearing right. about him back in like 2012 there's no way well, no he was, he was he, all right there we go let's because he we'll was take, all right you want to take a guess real quick i'm gonna say 33 they're all like I'm 33 gonna say 31 now all right all right he is okay he's 35 okay never mind never mind right, you're closer, closer without going over but still he's pretty young like, that's... Yeah. But, like he's not like, he's a millennial like <laughs> me oh yeah no he is a millennial but you're a gen z or so well, so so here's the thing <laughs> is that the gradient i actually decided to follow in terms of that is that i think that if you if your first phone was not a smartphone you're a millennial 
And if your first phone was a smartphone, you are Gen Z. Okay, I had a classic razor. Because like I, you know, I I had one too. I actually had two phones that weren't smartphones before yeah. I had a smartphone eventually. There was so actually like, one yeah, before yeah. the razor was like a a little bit bigger i can't mm-hmm. remember i don't know what the, I, the razor i wish the razor came back like i, I think like, that's I, would, a, I think that's a fair gradient because like i wasn't part of that gener like i wasn't part of that like generation of like three-year-olds who were given ipads and like ever since then have like not been able to stand an unstimulated moment yeah, they, in their they, life at all their brains are whatever yeah like why, i can't believe no one's come out with like the dumb phone i would literally call it that <laughs> where like you have probably like, they just have the same texting capability of a smartphone <laughs> But like that's honestly it. I, that's all I really it's want. It's like it's like it's like Cricket Wireless makes a phone for toddlers. But like yeah, though like, I, I want that. Do you know what I'm just like sh- I'm so tired of checking my. Like phone. they totally should do that. They should get into the old person market and the young kids market. But like <laughs> honestly, though, wouldn't it be great that your phone you just had it for texting and calling? Yeah. Right. Like I, I don't need the constant stimulation from Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, all this shit. I hate and drives me nuts. Twitter. No, it's I like, check. dude. Every I don't even time... have a Twitter, but I'll use my Safari to look at people's Twitters. Like yeah. that's how much. Like, I, 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 I used to be a Twitter fucking addict, and I had to fucking delete. Right. The, I had to delete my account because I'm like, I'm like, yeah, this is killing me. Yeah. No, I've like I've made a better effort in like not checking social. Like every time, like I, like like for example, I had like a Hard Times article published recently. I was really happy about that, and like. Before then, I wasn't really checking Facebook much. Every time, like I posted something to see if it got likes and stuff. But once that article posted, I'm like fucking checking all my social medias. I, I posted <laughs> it on like every ten minutes, being like, "Oh, who? I, I want some of my comedy network to be impressed by me. Can they invite me to a show, please?" You know. Yeah. But so, but no, I'm trying to do a better effort into not like. I mean, Aaron shared something I thought was really funny on her Instagram that was just like, oh, no, shout out to Aaron McLaughlin. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Aaron McLaughlin. Aaron McLocks. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck she it. shared She's something I thought was really funny that was like, no, I'm sorry, I can't go out tonight. I'm I'm too busy opening up the same four social media apps and closing them every ten minutes. <laughs> it's very true. God, I'm like, yeah, today. Yeah, but so what else has been any anything else going on with you? Um, in terms of comedy. Trying to like. One anything particularly interesting? Uh, just I've had a bunch of good shows. I've had, you know, I've been Mike's uh, podcasts have been going pretty well. You know, Big Barry podcast is also started to tick up there in numbers a little bit too. Hell which yeah! Is nice. Um, any any Russians? You know, I haven't looked at I haven't looked at the demographics. I've, just, I've been I've, just I've been obsessed with the demographics. Like all the like ever since Chizoy, like we've gotten like all these crazy cities because his like reach is farther than Russia. It's like in Europe. A little yeah, bit we too. we definitely talk to like a major league russian comic <laughs> well apparently he's like so someone commented on on youtube as well being like huh oh, that's a funny joke when he said he was popular in russia because like apparently and i kind of gauged that when i looked into him a little i like i think he's like not as big as maybe other comedians there yeah i think like there's not a lot of, i don't think i've seen him on a lot of like tv spots but but then again it's also fucking hard to know because every video that he is in is in a language i can't Understand. understand yeah we so should like, like start asking like I australian have... comics and, like south african ones so you'd say they're foreign but we still speak yeah. english although his english was fine it's just his comedies in russian yeah no it's like i just like i just assumed he was big because he had 125,000 subscribers i'm like that would be big here if a comedian yeah, and, had that many you, once you have i think I think the new barometer is like fifteen thousand. You're kind of legit. Oh, I think even lower than that. I think if you're a comedian with even like a thousand, it's like whoa. You know, yeah. Like, well, you're I, able to I met a I met that. a comedian over the weekend at Lucy's who had eighteen thousand. I'm like, oh shit. Was it? Was he at a mic? Uh, she she was at the show. Oh, she the, the show. show. Sure, she was sure, on the same you. show I was on. I'll give a shout out to her, Jack Deloso. 
She mm. probably already followed her, but she has 18,000 followers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was nice. Awesome. Um, yeah, is that all your comedy news? Um, I have a big show I'm uh, producing. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's at the Up Lounge in Nyack. Uh, it's going to be a really fun show. I'm with, uh, I'm actually, I'm only hosting. Uh, it's Jimmy McDonald's, our headliner. Uh, Frankie Becerra, Alex Kohler, Caitlin Murphy, and Marcus Givon. Just Very that, funny lineup. Just a fucking murderer's row. I like if it's, if it's the only show I'm going to put on, make sure it's the best, one of some of the best comedians I know. Are you trying to get like a monthly show there? Uh, yeah, it's kind of yeah. monthly or at least quarterly. Is there What's what the room like? Like how many people can you fit in that room? I mean, I'm probably going to go to it too. Yeah, I think she said we can get like 60, so... Okay, yeah, so it's like Lucy's. That's yeah, good. Plus, if you look at my flyer, it's $20 tickets, but that gets you a free drink. Right. Also, which means you're, you're buying a ticket and a drink, but yeah. whatever. Also, we have a show. We do have a show. Which you, I, mean, like, <laughs> I thought about that yesterday. I'm like, we haven't done fucking anything for that. No, it's fine. I it's mean, we haven't. Like, oh, that's, that's, a, that's, that's seven weeks away. That's no. We haven't finalized the lineup yet, except well, we have one. We have one yes, and yeah. we're going we're gonna to figure out the next three, right? We want three more we comics? Have, well, no, we have. Uh, well, we need a headliner and then two more feature yeah. spots. Okay, yeah, so that's right. So um, we're going to have uh, Samantha Ivy on, who was on the podcast. Yeah, we can announce uh, that. And then we're working on finding a cool headliner. We Yes. We have some connections, and we're not going to announce it quite yet. Yeah, right. We definitely know who that guy is. Yeah, we definitely, <laughs> definitely know. It's going to be a very, very special or funny woman. person. Or, or woman. You know, yeah. not give it away at all. Yeah. But I think we're looking for two more feature spots, but they're definitely going to be people we've had on the podcast. We're having a lot of guests come on Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna the future. We're, we're going to do a big record over the next week and a half or so yeah, from yeah, yeah. a bunch of future episodes so we'll get I that finalized yeah i think the next time you'll hear just the two of us i think we're gonna try and do it just before our show as a way of just kind of plugging that i think yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but so anyway i guess we'll get into yeah, my yeah. comedy news that i found comedy news time sean you know what that means <laughs> <laughs> i just i heard you exhale i'm like oh boy oh boy here it comes <laughs> Wang 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 Damn Another one I hate this shit. I ripped the hinges off and put it in the boys' hands. Put in the boys' fucking hands. I think that's how it goes. Yeah. Oh, very funny guys. So right, I, you we, know, we talk a we talk a lot of drama on this show. We love ourselves some. Go- I do love me some. I hate it, but I do love me some gossip. I I mean I I have a love hate relationship too with drama, but also I don't want this to be like just like a drama podcast, which is what I was fearful about when we talked. I mean, like it was the first four months of this. Oh show. yeah, especially when we spent like three episodes talking about bomb squad. Yeah, I know. But hey, guys. Well, it didn't get us because we flew ourselves out but it got us bomb squad kind of shaped the it, yeah changed how the show podcast <laughs> yeah um what the fuck's his name anthony something uh i forgot the guy who started oh it. you know we should shout out some of our san antonio friends i know our friend larry garza had surgery recently yes so we're wishing him well mm-hmm. I, you know that's and then uh oh Fuck our friend uh, uh tori mm-hmm. is gonna be in town next week actually so if you uh, want to get around on one of your shows, uh, very funny, very funny. It was lady. part of the Altercation Comedy Festival in Texas, which is a big festival there. Yep, and yep. yeah, very funny lady. So if, uh, she's looking for spots and gets yep. spots. Shout out to Chris Grulon for being a loyal listener. I'm sure you're still listening to us. Yeah, Thank he's still you listening. For sticking around. So yeah, no, I got some wholesome news here because I'm like, you know what? We talk about too much drama, and I want to get something that isn't drama. So I found this Wapo article. 
So you already know it's Please not real. Please call just the Washington. <laughs> you you definitely knew I'd be upset if you calling <laughs> a WAP Yeah. I have in my notes just WAP <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, the headline is comedians are being hired by the hour to help dementia patients. Their goal, a full belly laugh. So basically, this was started by this comedian named Danny Klein Modisett, who is an author and former stand-up comedian. And I think she teaches... Uh, stand-up comedy at UCLA, so she's one of those comedy instructors. Did you ever have a stand-up comedy class at Ithaca? Did I have a class? No, no I'm not sure if you took there, one, there, but like, no, was there, there one? There was there there was no classes for it. There was a there was there was a comedy club which was kind of stand-up, yeah. improv, sketch, whatever you wanted to be, and then there was the Ithaca stand-ups, which was a separate club where it's right. a little bit more. Okay, because I, I know some they, colleges just have like, oh, they, here's a guest lecturer. Yeah, guest they, lecturer. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get in. I failed my audition to get into the stand-ups club. <laughs> uh, please welcome our guest professor, Bill Burr. You'll <laughs> be, be, so, be teaching stand-up I comedy. Mean, <laughs> you could have a stand-up teach like public speaking. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's... Uh, I mean, I am currently uh, considering a run for uh, Congress. Yeah. Our, our local representative, Neil Lowry, is retiring in 2020. Mm. And uh, I, it's one of those things where I'm like uh, joking, but I also feel like I could win. Hey, if Joey Salads can run for Congress, well, but here's the thing: I actually think I could run and I could win. Then uh, do it. Yeah, I'll I'll campaign for you. We have a platform right here. We have right, your. You I'll know, be your you, campaign you realize, manager. You, you realize you need to move to DC though when I win. I'm gonna keep doing we'll this take fucking the podcast. podcast. In DC. Just keep doing it. It'll be like honestly that that would be that wouldn't be the weirdest thing in Washington. Yeah, if I was. Just, oh, former comedian. I, hey, I, I got. I got to pump out some open my open mics real quick. Yeah. Oh man, so how was the how was the bill hearing today, Sean? <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess I, don't know. I think I think we're nuking China. Whatever. <laughs> so, anyways, I yeah. I eat a lot of food. <laughs> Um, so anyway, yeah, so Dan- Danny Klein Modisette, uh moved her mother from Manhattan to an Alzheimer's care center near her Los Angeles home in 2016, and she noticed that her mom, then 84, was sad and withdrawn, which happens a lot with, like, you know... Yeah, you get moved to a home, you know, they're like, not prison camps, but, like, you know, yeah. all your friends are gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, th- I think this was at her home. This wasn't at, like, a home. This was oh, okay. It was in her But, like, I'm, what I'm saying is I think people who... What, I to- but what, what I've been told from my mom is that, like, there's either people who have dementia and they're, like, really sad and bitter, or there's people who are just very jolly. Yeah, very jubilant. Like, my grandmother, towards the end of her life, was very, very nice, which was yeah. great for us because if she was annoying and rude, we would have just been like... Well, these pillows are going to be used more for my elbows. <laughs> exactly. It's like... Um, but essentially, you know, her mom was sad and withdrawn and then she was actually talking to her dentist about mm. it. And she tearfully told her dentist uh, saying that she wished she could hire a comedian for her. Oh. And, <laughs> and her dentist said, well, why don't you? And then so she thought, well, yeah, why don't I? So she made a few calls and soon she'd hired a stand-up comedian to visit her mom for eight hours a week. So this comedian, he came over. How much was he getting? (laughs) I don't know. I'd say if it's like 30 an hour... I think I'll do it. On, it probably was that. It I was mean, thirty like, bucks. Yeah, I you could, could you that. could woo comedians for all sorts of yeah things for the right price. Yeah, you really can't. When I mean the right price, I mean like twenty dollars minimum. An hour. Yeah, basically, yeah, <laughs> yeah, slightly above minimum wage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so she says that the comedian told Klein on one of his first days, uh, her or her mother, her mother Klein. Uh, Some days I don't want to talk either, Muriel. When someone gets in my face, I think, fuck, do I look like I want to talk? 
And then uh, her mother repeated saying fuck and started laughing. <laughs> it actually wasn't fuck. It was like a Yiddish word, but like, I don't know Yiddish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but essentially, this comedian made her laugh. And throughout the week, her mom became more engaged and started eating again and laughing again. Oh, no. And so in early 2017, realizing that other seniors with memory loss could also benefit with some slapstick and one-liners, Monoset launched Laughter on Call, an organization that pairs comedians with dementia and Alzheimer's patients. The group also puts on laughter workshops and live comedy shows at care centers. It's nice. That's, yeah, isn't that isn't that fucking sweet? <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah, like it's nice. Like it's good for, good for these old people. Like, um, you know, I, I mean, I was like thinking about how when I was reading this article, I was like, wow, what a fucking selfless thing to do with comedy. Because, yeah. like, I think when when we think of like pretty much every comedian, when we think of yeah. like our perception and our goals in terms of comedy, I think it's very self centered and narcissistic. You know where it's just like we're kind of focusing on how we can get people to like us for our gratification you yeah. know i remember drew, drew michael did a when we went to go see him live drew michael did a bit where he was like kind of like breaking down how dishonest comedians are being like comedians who say like oh i do it because i want to make the audience happy i want to make them laugh it's like no you don't if you want to make them laugh just get them tickets to the book of mormon you know you do it because like you you do it like i do comedy because yeah. i'm like yeah fucking i did that i <laughs> made you laugh <laughs> you yeah. know look how great i am so like when it comes to this like this is like pure a purely selfless way to perform comedy because it's doing it for the good of helping alzheimer's patients deal with their illnesses and making them better you know because none of them are going in to these thinking oh yeah muriel's gonna follow me on twitter <laughs> you know? yeah well <laughs> get a little bit of a following like, <laughs> yeah but by the way uh i, I would go into it being like all right mary might have a cute granddaughter like that's that, that would be like i'm not gonna not be selfish about yeah, it I'm yeah like, hey, hey, hey i'm doing a tight five in front of your grandmother what happens when the I... comedian starts hooking up after the shows <laughs> like he's just like hey you know what's up i actually cut this out from the the outline of the article for the podcast but yeah. there was like one blurb that was like she was going on about how this comedian would go about her his daily routine with her mother and he was just saying like oh every time he comes in she always holds his hand while he tells her jokes and like sometimes they turn the music on and they start dancing and i'm like oh no oh no i I, hope he's not fucking her i would love that story down with him (laughs) fucking her that's that's probably the nicest story we'll ever do on this show (laughs) i mean that's We'll see how the world right. goes. <laughs> we'll see it. Well, no, it definitely, it definitely is. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you, again, if you want to send us in stories, if you want to send us in yeah, your no own one, personal stories, no one's emailed us in in a while. No one, even even sell in something. I don't know. We'll, we'll yeah, do, I don't know. Just send us something. Send, send us, us anything. Love. I don't know. We can. We have thirty minutes to fill. Oh well, we have a lot to talk about with this. I think. Uh, <laughs> now we we've already exhausted it. <laughs> I've exhausted it. Like my whole my I I get like. Uh, my whole bit would be just he banged it. He banged the dementia woman. Yeah. No, I just think it'd be uh, funny. If, I would, like, uh, it does remind me of this uh, movie I saw that's terrible. It's called Punchline with uh, uh, Tom Hanks from mm-hmm. the 80s. Basically, it's it's like a Star is Born where mm-hmm. like where like he's a like supposed to be a veteran comic and uh, this woman drops out of med school and decides to start doing stand up like an idiot. Finish med school and just take the money. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, but like, <laughs> imagine this terrible scene where like, you think this is what com- he goes up to her. You think this is what comedy's really about? She just go kills at a club. You think this is what it's really about? I'll show you what it's really about. And it cuts to him in a kid's cancer ward telling jokes. This is what stand-up's really about. And I'm like, that's not what stand-up comedy's really about. That does not happen fucking ever. That does not... I would never, you know, I would do stand up for kids with cancer. Yeah. They, they probably have good sense of humor. Yeah, and be like, yeah, I think about killing myself. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't. Have be, you guys accepted your mortality yet? But actually, though, those people, like, usually, people who are in, oh, very ill like mm-hmm. making jokes about it because it's a way of ascertaining power over it. As they have a, yeah, and going back to Drew Michael, which I will go to. People who most get offended by dead, dead jokes are the people who didn't have it happen to them but happened right. to someone they knew well yeah that's his argument that was drew michael's argument about suicide where it's like it's not suicidal ad- people who are offended suicidal adjacent people yeah because suicidal people you compared it with like people who make jokes about their wife and then the audience is just like oh honey that's us it's like yeah i make jokes about suicidal people and suicidal people are like oh well i can't tell anyone but that <laughs> bit is great you're gonna hear how good that bit is in my suit in my note later yeah which was, uh check out drew michael very funny i'm trying to get aaron yeah. into aaron's getting into him yeah just because like i think oh, he's like uh, one oh, of the most unique we'll performers aaron, aaron's quest in terms of celebrities uh uh dm kyle massey and tell him to come to her show on the 23rd right kyle massey who uh, i learned notably was, of Corey in the house right right she's that's her mission she's doing you know she's doing she's very funny she's doing what a show he does show up that's my question then aaron's i think you have to fuck him right like yeah <laughs> like, like if you do the whole like you have to i mean if he came all the way out i mean he lives in california i bet so if he came I, all the way yeah. out if he, see, if he flies all the way to pleasantville new york yeah to watch you do stand-up you have to at least blow him like yeah. minimum minimum I don't, even if he's married like yeah i think that's like the protocol Well, so also the story with that is she's also like she's actually like friends with him on instagram like you know friends in quotation marks yeah like, I, think quotation follow, marks. I think like well, actually, I'm not sure if he no, follows I think, her. No, I think she's he, she's just comments on his things, and, and, he's, then, and, then he and, he, says, and he'll respond back. Yeah, that's yeah. you're like, you know. But that's like that's like such a thing with Instagram now is that you can always contact like e-list celebrities, and they'll can, they'll respond. Some some a-listers have their DMs open. <laughs> yeah, like, but do they respond? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, like fucking Mark Norman responded to us. I mean, yeah. he's on a-lister, but like he's big enough that he shouldn't be responding to random DMs. Right. I mean, we're trying to get um. Daniel Simonson on the podcast. If you don't know him, he's been on Colbert and also Myers. He's from Norway, but did yeah. comedy in Britain before yeah. coming over here. So I, I we DM'd him on the account. Yeah. Which I'm not sure if he's been using it recently. But we'll see. We'll, we'll we, hope, we, we hope we, we hope to get him on. Yeah. We have some mutual friends I saw on Facebook. So yeah, it's nice but the thing is we'll like, the down. more friends you become friends with on like Facebook and stuff, like in the comedy game, they usually might have bigger connections. So like peer connections will like pop up like, Hey, do you know this person? Yeah. And it's like, Oh no, that's uh that's uh Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I shouldn't friend him. Yeah, do you know uh Bill Burr's opener? Bill like Burr. it's all we actually do kind of know Bill Burr's opener. Yeah, no. Why did, what's his name again? Paul Verzi. Yeah, his name is Paul Verzi, yeah. uh, which I totally knew, and I'm going to edit that in. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, no, I tried friend. I wanted to friend him on Facebook, but he has five thousand friends already, which is yeah. the maximum. So. It's weird that that's the maximum yeah. at this point, right? Like, yeah, that can, you shouldn't five thousand. I, I think I have like four hundred friends. Four hundred. I, I do a purge every now and then, just like get rid. Yeah, of- I I do mini purges where it's just like 
Like if if it if I get like a three strike on someone where he shares like just too many just, dumb memes, just a dumb, just too many dumb memes, and they're not someone who's in my comedy network here in New York, I'm gonna unfriend. You know them. they are in my comedy. No, I no, ha- I can't. I unfriended a comedian, uh, and then he refriended me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, you didn't really get it, and then I accepted it like an idiot. Oh, who's who's calling you? Hello. Hello. Trying to get hacked by Russians. That's what's yeah, happening. Yeah, that's probably will that's, I honestly was thinking um, after the Chizoy episode dropped and we got like a bunch of listeners. I'm like, man, I feel like I should change my passwords just, on a just, bunch of just things. Do it quick. <laughs> I, I feel pretty good. Like, I'm not worried about it. I when, I, when I was in Russia, I I couldn't log on to any other Gmail account that I wasn't already logged in on because Google was like, we don't trust this shit at all. That's that's <laughs> Which is a little fair. They're, they're, known, yeah. they're known for their snoopering. Yeah, so... No, I honestly... like I remember like a long time ago getting like, uh, were you trying to log on to Gmail in this remote location in Siberia? I'm like... No. No. <laughs> no. I mean, thankfully, none of my like... No important information is in any of my accounts. Like, it's no social security numbers, no uh, credit cards or anything, so... Right. Yeah, I'm so pretty good. Don't fucking try us, Russians. <laughs> yeah. Just listen to the podcast. Just listen to the podcast and uh, hope we'll for a revolution so you guys can be free like Americans. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully yeah. that'll... Let's <laughs> talk about democracy. Democracy. And how LeBron James is a communist. <laughs> These are facts. He did really sell out American <laughs> democracy for the Chinese. I just like I just don't understand like why any of them are like, you know what? My Twitter opinion is going to change it. It's just like no, you're digging a deeper hole for well, yourself. LeBron James' Twitter opinion would change some people's opinions. Like there are some people who are big enough. Like if they say something, people listen, and like I think that's the big difference. But the problem is, like China just has so much fucking power over our companies because we make, they make so much money there yeah. that like even if LeBron James says something, the NBA are going to be like, ah, that's cute, LeBron. Anyway, ah, well, actually, <laughs> he's the one. Like if all the players stand up and be like, oh, if if that happens, if you're like, hey, d- democracy good uh killing your fucking people bad tiananmen square you know okay actually now if you now that you put it that way courage is you know standing up for your beliefs when it's hard not when it's easy right which is why you know when they cower to like bullshit like south park is again the only people that have any fucking balls in this world of oh yeah because they truly don't give a fuck which is nice must be a nice feeling yeah like you know when human atrocities occur yeah, I just I just think China has I mean they China has so much power over oh, the world. They're it's gonna like, win. Like China China's gonna win and we all have to kind of it's accept so, it. It's so fucking I know they it's have, just so sad. If you sold a Coke to every person mm-hmm. in China, you would have sold one point two billion dollar Cokes. Yeah. The worth of Cokes. Just for it sell it all for a dollar. Like, you know, like that's fucking it's a lot of fucking people. Yeah. Same thing with like India and like Brazil. These are just these places you don't think about because America is mm-hmm. so, you know, America. But, like, there's a fuck ton more people than there are here. Mm-hmm. Which is why we got to build that wall. Man, uh, honestly, I can't I can't wait for our podcast to get blocked in China now. <laughs> Good. Ban a, ban, we're, China, we're, ban China, ban us. We, we're standing up for Hong Kong Yeah, right we stand now. with Hong we're Kong. We're standing up for democracy. We're, we're the true... Yeah, <laughs> stop killing your fucking people. You yeah. Know, people hate America, but in our country, we can tell Donald Trump to go fuck himself to his face. 
and he can't do dick about it. Even despite how much he wants to, despite yes. how much he wants, to, he can try. It. Like yes. you can't do fucking shit to us. Yes, please send this episode to um, Xi Jinping's office. Please. Winnie the Pooh. With a, yeah, exactly. With like a picture of Winnie the Pooh. Because uh, we, we here at Two Mike Minimum, we're trying to make a difference because we yeah. know we can with our... I mean, we have a bigger audience than most podcasts right now. That's true. Uh, so... Yeah. Well, actually, we probably said this in Russia too, right? Like, hey, uh, Putin... All right, Putin might really be bad. <laughs> Putin, what Putin, Putin does might be worse than... Us. G- like, yeah. Xi Jinping, I, mean, like, I think they're at least efficient when they just, you know, kill you. Putin's into the torture thing, which uh, probably, yeah, probably. So we're not. I can't it. wait for us to finally get a Chinese comedian on. <laughs> and now we're just we have like this. Well, China has a hard time with comedy there because of this thing called oh, freedom of speech. Exactly. You can't make fun of popular figures there because that's considered disrespect. There's a lot, you know. Yeah. As, as a weeaboo myself, I. <laughs> that's not even Chinese. I know that was that was the joke. <laughs> I've learned that a, was racially. I've insensitive. learned a lot about the. So not only the, are we gonna, not only are we banned in China, we're now canceled now. Sean, good yeah, job. There's, there's a lot of things people say where I'm like, if, why wasn't this canceled? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, because it was probably in the 90s when it's no, like, well, people yeah. like recently say things, and I'm like, if you if you were just a slightly lighter skin shade, you're not allowed to say that. Well, that's also how I feel about like some like people who are me too, but like just people didn't care enough for them to actually be canceled yeah like, jeremy, piven. like Jer- Jer- jeremy piven i mean we don't we don't have any qualms about saying that yeah like I'm, I, that's also like multiple accusers yeah like he, he's a bad dude um, bad dude yeah no like i don't anyway you can see him at the white plains comedy club if you've traveled back in time a month nah, ago he'll probably come back uh Really, Frank wants. I guess he, you know, he's Stormy's bringing money to, to the club, so that's why Frank. Yeah, wants he's to play a name. Him. People will come. Uh, probably do the same shitty forty-five minutes. Uh, Stormy Daniels is coming to laugh it up, at Poughkeepsie. Fuck yeah, coming back. Uh, we, can get, we can get her back on the pod. Want to want to talk about the David Landy situation a little bit? Oh yeah, that was a yeah. Lot. We were we said we were going to do it last episode, and then we didn't say it, <laughs> and then we're like, we'll do it for the next one, and that was then a month went by. Yeah. Uh, by the way, guys, I'm gonna I want to get back to this article and uh, finish it up a little bit because I'm gonna title this episode based off of this article. Just, but, just say just say it's a catch up episode. But, like, but anyway, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, David Landu, that was fucking all right, so, something. Uh, we'll flash back to a month ago when uh, Jeremy Pippen was at White Plains, and uh, he did four shows over two nights, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they all sold out more or less. I, think. I mean, it wasn't. I don't think the last one wasn't a sold out. So it was basically sold out. And uh, you know, there was some, the people were there. They were excited to see him. He was fine, objectively. He was fine. Like people laughed, and that's the that's the golf comedy. Not my flavoring. Not something I personally ever pay to watch. But that's whatever. But uh, you know, the first two shows kind of went off without a hitch. Uh, you know, other than the fact he was very grumpy. <laughs> Actually, check out the White Plains Comedy Club uh, page uh, <laughs> to see some of the fan photos of him where he's mid eating his steak, taking his pictures. <laughs> It's very funny. Uh, then the third show, and he's also shooting a movie right now in Jersey, uh, which, you know, admittedly, movie shoots are very fucking long. They're very long. They're very tiring. I've been on them mm-hmm. myself. Uh, so I, I get it. I get it. It's a long thing. But you made a commitment, and you kind of need to honor your fucking commitments. That's the whole point of, you know, that's why you fucking do this. And so on the fourth show of the night, uh, he bumped Dave Landau from the featured spots. Uh, and, uh, so the show was only like 
55 minutes long total. Dave Landu, by the way, just a bio. He's uh, on the Anthony Cumia show, I believe. Yeah, he's, he's part of Compound Media in yeah, general. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Just to give a background to him. Background. Very yeah. funny guy. Mm-hmm. He, he, he had a show over Lucy's that night, and I heard he absolutely killed. Yeah, uh, he was headlining. Uh, I got to do a opening spot, and I killed. <laughs> But he also killed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, they ki- killed. And then he was going to come over and do the featured spot for Piven, which I think was only going to be like 15 minutes anyways. Yeah. And it's just, he, yeah, Piven just like just was like, can we just wrap this up? Like, that's right. Like, he's like, the show was going to go to probably like 11, 15 max. And then like, but like he wanted to be done early so he can go home and have sex with his daughter. Da- <laughs> daughter, girlfriend. <laughs> he dates young women. Uh <laughs> and so but yeah what the fuck man i mean here's the thing imagine being headlining a club absolutely crushing it going to another club to do a feature spot for an actor and having that actor tell you yeah i'm just gonna take your spot off <laughs> yeah like that's fucked up that's so fucked. And not even like it's one thing if it was me or you yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, Dave's like a like top. He's a he's a triple A comic. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. Like he's yeah. It's both. It's just bullshit. That didn't sit right with me, especially when you think about. So I was talking with some comedians at the Strip, and they were saying how like um, Steve-O, for example, who does stand up now, he has the self awareness of how he hasn't really been doing it that long, and the reason why he's being he's, he's able to draw a crowd is because he's, of jackass. He's Steve-O, yeah, and because of that self awareness he like really doesn't try to like step on any comics toes or really like he he understands that like you know in terms of like the comedy landscape in terms he's of stand like up, he's kind not of a good below, he's below other people and so he would never try to like pull something like Priven did where he's just like yeah I'm just gonna bump this comedian who has more talent than me yeah like Dave Lynn has more comedic talent like his pinky than Piven his entire tiny body yeah uh <laughs> yeah, it just it just sucks. Starting I, beef podcast beef. Oh, I'm sorry. Jeremy Piven. I, I so like wanted Piven to be a little bit more of a dick and like mm-hmm. like like a classic like tough guy and like give tough guy me a little bit. So I yeah, just, you had the fantasy of being the shit. Beat the sh- I did. I like that man. This has been fucking awesome. I could beat this, but he did. Yeah. He was actually kind of kind to me. I've just I just saw his mm-hmm. reactions, treatment of other people. And I'm like this. Fuck this guy. Yeah, and he definitely assaulted those women <laughs> yeah no i'm gonna say that he, he definitely he did. definitely did just uh, given his attitude and his womanizing yeah, not, yeah. gross attitude toxic oh. masculinity yeah pretty much he, he's just toxic did. so i really don't like using the words toxic or problematic even if i think they're good words to use in the sentence uh, the word problematic got ruined exactly the, 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 the thing is a problematic is still like a, a fine word in the english like toxic toxic is a bit of a hyperbole her hyperbole 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 but, um, but uh problematic is like it used to be a fine word to use in the english language but now every time i for, say it every, anytime somebody has a problem with someone <laughs> yeah like this he's a problematic comedian he's a this is a problematic the pro like oh god i have a fucking dickhead friend who like, was like yo the new watchman shows politics are super problematic <laughs> he fucking sent that into our group chat i'm like shut the fuck up well like, not even hey it's a fucking tv show and it's not because it's anytime you're like this show's problem. It's not. It's just a fucking fictional television mm-hmm. show. It's not fucking real. It's there for enter- entertainment. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, but not no one, even. No one watches a show with a guy with a fucking blue dick hanging out the entire time. <laughs> it's like that's how I should live my life. <laughs> not even with um, people who use it in a political way, but even if I just use it in a normal sentence, like if I say like, "Oh yeah, my mom, my mom's walking right now is a bit problematic." Like every time I, I use the word problematic, I can hear like a white girl in the back of my ear going, "Ugh." Yeah. <laughs> like, well, like, I don't also, like using problematic. Another one like that though is like if you're just like agreeing with someone. Yeah. Oh right, boy. we're back. We, yeah. ooh, that's loud. That got loud real the quick. The battery failed. Uh, yeah, battery, battery died. But thankfully, I saw the flash in the machine so, right as we were No idea what we ended on there. Yeah. I think we're at like 48 minutes. We're so at 48 we'll minutes. So I'll, I'll, I'll get back to this article that we were supposed to talk about for this the episode. This article no, definitely no one cares uh, about. But <laughs> I I like it a lot. It's a nice I'm, article. I mean, so here's the thing. But, like, like, she, this isn't something on. for... No, I think there's plenty to go on. I mean, she, she, there's some... She, the, the thing about this is that it's not for like every comedian in terms of like could i do it like i don't think you and i would do it uh i could do it i you mean, think you yeah, do like, it? i spend time with my grandma every now and then and like she doesn't have dementia do you're tight five around her well like, i gotta tell her jokes and stuff mm-hmm. i talk about I, I always close my eating pussy bit with her she loves it hell yeah t- <laughs> yeah She's like i remember your grandfather oh, your, <laughs> your grandfather could really chow down yeah exactly uh no I do, but like, you know, she like my my, my I'm my grandma's favorite grandchild. She's told me that like a million times. Hell yeah, she told me that to me in front of other grandkids too. Like, <laughs> I'm like, goddamn right, grandma. <laughs> um, I want to like use that as your title for one of these episodes, featuring Peter Clark Deutsch and Sean Barry's grandmother's favorite grandson, Sean Barry, and uh, Mary Lynch's <laughs> favorite grandchild, Sean Barry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but but I actually watched a video of like one of their like sessions where they went to a care center and like. What I gauged from the comedians who were doing it was like, oh, this is like very improv based. Like, I feel like yeah, people who have that. <clears throat> oh, a little tired. I'm a little there, tired. I'm a little tired. <laughs> I worked out today on a late night last night. Um, like, like the comedians who do it, who are doing it, were more like, oh, okay, let's see, you know, like these kinds of people. Yeah, they like, weren't. They weren't. They of... weren't. The <laughs> stand-ups are dirtier than fucking improvers. That's just how this works. But I don't think a lot of them were exclusively improvers. I think there was also stand-ups too. I just think like. The kind of engagement they're looking for is like people who have like more of like that positive, cheerful background, which you find more in improv than in stand up. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I mean, I don't, it wouldn't be for me. I don't think I could do it. I mean, I could, if I was getting paid well enough, I could fake it. <laughs> fake being funny, fake being happy. <laughs> <laughs> for the right price, I could fake being happy. Yeah. That's such a that's such a funny line, like yeah. a philosophical line or whatnot. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. But basically, the last thing oh I wanted, boy. wanted to get into with this article is that she was talking about this was the weird to me. So she was saying how there was a one game that the team of her comedians put on, and it was called Titanic Remembrance Day show for several dozen people with dementia. So they're just trying to get them to remember the, the Titanic. Titanic. Like just put on the fucking movie first off. <laughs> yeah. uh, put on the movie, cut to the sex scene, you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I, yeah, that's just a good movie. But I'd watch all of it. I mean, I like the Titanic too. I watched that obsessively as a kid, and then as I got a little older, I was just like, "Where's the boobs part again?" Okay, yeah, yeah. There it is. It's Shit. at two oh seven. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think it's. I think I think there. it is at two oh seven. Yeah, yeah. No, let's see. Let's see. I'm trying to remember the movie now. He's like, they start hooking up. The movie's three hours long, so it's around. I'm gonna put it at like 68 minutes. 
16. No, that's way too early. No, I think about it. it was the first hours of the setup and everything. And so you figure they're breaking into the second act. They're starting to hook up. The last hours, the boat fucking falling apart. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So. And so then they're hooking up and banging. They bang in the car. Well, don't they, do they bang the same night as when he draws her? I think they do, though. Yeah, that, that's the whole thing. He draws her tit and then... So like, it would be around... I like, wish I could draw... It would be like before... That'd, that'd be, that seems like, hey, can I just draw your tits real quick? Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> just two circles. <laughs> just, just, two misshapen <laughs> circles and a dot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice. Um, but... No, I think it's like around the two-hour mark then, because like then they go in the car, and that's when they hit the iceberg. Is when they're in the car still, I think. No, they hit really? the, they hit the iceberg when they're separated because they, they have to get back to each oh, other. Oh, okay. yeah. See, oh, Spielberg, you're a tricky motherfucker. Also, that's James Cameron, so you're all oh, over the floor. Oh fuck, it's James Cameron. As I know me some Titanic facts. <laughs> all right. Titanic, uh, Remembrance, Titanic Night. Remembrance Day. Uh, all the re- all the residents were made shipmates, and the band started leading them in singing "Amazing Grace." I looked around and saw that everyone in the room was smiling and laughing, <laughs> and I knew that I was witnessing something remarkable. I mean, Peter, it's it's, it's all right. So we're on the Titanic, but we're, yeah. st- we're stand-ups. <laughs> are we gonna be like the? Are we gonna be like the guys playing the instruments, being like exactly? We're all like they're told to leave, but we're like, no, we need to get some final j- dick jokes off. It's been a pleasure performing with, <laughs> with you, you. <laughs> gentlemen. It's been a pleasure telling dick jokes with you. Uh, so what's the deal with the League of Nations? <laughs> <laughs> you know, all these nations come together and think they can get shit done. Yeah. We can't even get shit done in Britain, right? There's no razors yet. Check out my wife's bush. <laughs> my wife's got the hairiest bush. It's like the can't Amazon even, jungle. Can't even find my dick down there. Right? <laughs> Thank you. It Remember? goes in. It just disappears. Where did it go? Pretty yeah, and then and then we die, and then we drown. And then we drown in <laughs> Actually, ice I, cold water. I think the hypothermia kills them first, and then you drown. Yeah, <laughs> what a way to go! <laughs> the last the, the comedians performing their last sets on the Titanic. Yeah, it's like, what? yeah, we're not rich enough to get into the lifeboats. Yeah, so we're not, we gotta go down with the ship. Yeah, or the one comedian does get on the lifeboat and like, hey guys, can I do a quick five? <laughs> like he's just like writing material down about the ship. Like, oh, this like, is gonna be oh, funny. I'm gonna get figured. Oh, when I get to New York, You're, I'm going to be like, you wouldn't believe what happened to me. <laughs> so he drives right into it. How do you miss an iceberg? How do you miss an iceberg? iceberg? <laughs> I mean, people, come on, right? Yeah. Come on. Uh, and that was the beginning of Charlie Chaplin's career. That's, that's, a, how. that's the final season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> Man, the Titan. That's a that show take place in the twenties? No, it's much much later though. No, it's I, like whatever. the fifties, I think. The Titanic was like the Titanic was like was the nine eleven of the nine nine hundred. Oh yeah, 1900s. it was a big thing. Like I don't think now there it was, was just a joke. <laughs> I don't think it was there was any events before nine eleven between nine eleven and the Titanic sinking that like killed more people. Like no, there was definitely more. Titanic only killed like what? How many people died on the Titanic? Like. Few hundred. Two thousand? No, I think no, like a few, right. two, few right. thousand. Well, this actually. is why we it's have phones. All honestly, right. crazy how many people died. Like right. that's why it was a big deal because it was like holy shit! Like how this, m- this cruise liner many. carrying like a hundredth of the world's population just right. sank into the fucking how Atlantic. Died. Fifteen hundred people were killed on the Titanic. Eight hundred, eight hundred thirty-two passengers, six hundred eighty-five crew members. Whew, sucks to be the crew guy, right? Yeah, I mean, all if right. you, if you like, if, right. I'm just gonna Google mass death tragedies <laughs> yeah like i think if you cut off like genocides yeah i don't think okay. there's an event that killed more okay, people yeah. the most of them are great chinese famine type type right, rebellion, right, right, right. rebellion 
World War One, World War Two. A lot more people died in World War Two than they died. No, but I, I, when right, you cut out of, like the wars and the genocide, I'm talking about like one. Okay, events, like a one, like, like a one-off. Yeah, yeah, like you know, plane hitting the twin towers, Titanic hitting an iceberg. Um, um I don't think there's a. All right, listen to disasters in the United States by oh Pearl Harbor. That's true. Okay, Pearl, Pearl Harbor. Harbor. Yeah. Uh, but, like, that's what it was crazy about. I mean, Titanic was... I mean, if Titanic happened now, it would be tweeted about, like, in two seconds. But, like, the Titanic back then was just, like, people waiting in New York City for their loved ones. Yeah. And then, like, five boats come back, and they're like, yeah, it fucking just went down. Oh, uh, Hurricane Maria killed over 3,000. I just has a list. Like, that's, that was really <laughs> relatively close. Yeah, what are some hot, yeah. hot death facts we can uh, end death, on? Death... Okay, so between... Uh, Let's see, shipwreck. The Sultana, people forget about that. That one had 1,700 dead. So mm. a lot, never, I guess you just shouldn't have been on a boat. Oh, Katrina. Mm-hmm. I guess that was after 9-11, but uh, let's see, another military strike bombing. The Ronan in the Mediterranean boat, that's 1,100 dead. Uh, yeah, all right, so Pearl Harbor and uh, yeah, f- and a few other hurricanes killed a bunch of people. I mean, like, the, the movie Titanic, that was made entirely off of, like, first-hand accounts of, like, survivors being like, oh, and then oh, this no. happened. So this and, is a fun time. Yeah. This is the Titanic podcast now. The uh, Titanic podcast, you know, one you, of, like, a hundred that probably exists oh, already. Definitely. Uh, so James Cameron, actually, every crew member, person on the Titanic was accounted for in the movie. Like, every extra, even just, like, that was a... You were playing a real person. Mm-hmm. The only two fictional people were uh, the main characters, right? Which he decided because it's just like you know, picking any two would be like putting other people's lives above others. So, creating. oh yeah, 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 makes sense. That makes sense. Good way to uh, direct a movie. Yeah, and make characters. Incredible film. Hell incredible. Yeah. No, I honestly, I do like the Titan. I mean, I was I was actually obsessed with it as a kid. Like not the movie, but just like the the story of the Titanic yeah. in general, because it was just so it's so um like just like extraordinary. Yeah, you know, just like oh fuck, this giant like, ship, this giant sink. some assholes building a new one. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, like more people are on like your carnival cruises than they were on that. Yeah. Have you ever heard the conspiracy that like um it was sank on purpose? No. There's like a conspiracy about that. Like I, I, I don't know the full details, but it was like or there was like there's like that or there's a conspiracy saying like it wasn't an iceberg, it was like a boiler room explosion or something. I mean who knows? I believe that too. Like, I mean who knows? It I was mean, like around a time it was around like again, if the Titanic happened now it'd be, it'd be tweeted in seconds, but back then it was just like people it was, be tweeting as it goes down. It was back back then only like five hundred people knew what actually happened. <laughs> and that was like I feel like if more people knew well, because, yeah. like you know, there was like there's still like even back then they had like ship uh, or tele uh, telegrams. Well, they had telegrams. And they also had that, what right. They, what we call them, like uh, manifests where they knew everyone was accounted for. Like, huh? Wasn't that boat supposed to get in today? Yeah. The fuck is it? <laughs> I know it's big. It's real to see. But I mean, it's a little. It's a little misty outside. But I should be able to see it by now. Yeah. Yeah, no, but that's that's fucking crazy, and it's also wild that um I don't know the I don't know the full context of that game that they did for the, the dementia patients, but so the, that was weird <laughs> to bring joy. Yeah, to bring joy by <laughs> again, just show them the, just have them watch the movie. I guess it was an improv scene. It was just like they gave someone gave a location, and the only location is <laughs> the Titanic. <laughs> That is so funny. <laughs> so like every like hacky making fun of improv, give me a scene and people are like just pick horrible shit. <laughs> the only, the only like, give give us a place. Uh, uh, the Cubs Stadium, nineteen twelve. Cubs Wrigley Field. Come on, Wrigley Field. Uh, yeah, Wrigley Field, nineteen twelve. Yeah. All right, let's play an improv game. All right, give me a location and a place. Location, location, and a ti- location and a time. Okay, I want you to do. Um. 
let's do Miami, Florida, 1970. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This shit is good stuff. I am not... Making this is a white guy doing this. <laughs> I am a playing a white guy making fun of Mexican guys, but I'm doing a white guy voice. <laughs> That's uh, oh, look at all these dancing the go go dancers. Oh, huh? yeah, man. <laughs> women's women's bikinis are really high up and it's very sexy, although you can still see their bushes. <laughs> Razors still haven't been invented yet. I remember my grandson now. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just a cokehead. Thank you. Thank you. Happy thank to you, help. everybody. You can, uh, follow me at uh, SeanBerry69420. <laughs> I might change my name to that. <laughs> Howdy. Uh, what, what, are we, what are we on? Uh, oh, we're, at the, we're past an hour. We're past an hour. So uh, thank you all for sticking around for hearing 10 minutes of the news story that I decided to put on. But hearing 50 minutes of us banner and catch up. Yeah. Um, we hope you stick around because we got some amazing guests coming up yeah. in the future. We have uh, Chrissy Mayer, who's... Uh, Should we promise that we haven't asked her yet? I asked her. She said she oh, wanted to be she? on. Oh. She said she wanted well, to be on, like... We, but we haven't picked a day yet. Well, I'm just saying in the future. Okay, yeah. Of, like, right. Chrissy, Chrissy Mayer will be who's, on. Uh, you know, she's a New York comic, but she's performed all over the place. Uh, we're going to have Zach Russell, who's a Boston comic, talk, Boston. talking about Boston. It's not so your you fault. Be- you better fucking listen your, to that. Yeah. I, if we like, my if, boy if, here is really fucking smart. If you, if you like the Titanic talk, wait until we do an hour and a half on Goodwill Hunting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and The Departed <laughs> and The Town and all the other um, Boston movies. Then we got Brian Morris. He's from Madison, Wisconsin. We'll be talking about Madison. We got uh, Jamie Gravy and Nick Fields, both Dallas comics. We're going to be going back to Texas. Texas. So we're excited to be doing that. And finally, we have slated Mark Avelli, who is a comedian slash photographer. He's pretty much done every New York City comedian's yep. headshot uh, here. He immigrated to the United States when he was just three years old, but he lived a lot of his life as an undocumented uh Worker, but uh, he recently got his uh, immigration status, so he's gonna talk about doing stand up while uh, you know having to worry about it being deported. Yeah, so that'd be fun. And he's a citizen now, so don't fucking get on his ass, Republicans. Nice try, you baby. can't do it. Uh, <laughs> he's a citizen. Yeah, um, what was I gonna say? All right, other than that, uh, we're gonna this is come out next week or this week actually. Uh, yeah, November 14th is my first show at Up Lounge, Nyack, New York. Check out my Instagram at BigBerry63. For constant updates on that, it's going to be a really fun show. Hope you can come out to that. And look for more updates from us on our own show, the Two Mike Minimum Show at Lucy's Laugh Lounge on on December 7th. Fuck. I, I have a show I need to plug. Let me find it real quick. Uh, you get the edit of this, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, is there any other shows coming up? I feel like I have one more. Oh, here we go. I'm going to be at Pace University, but you guys can't get tickets to that. So I'm. You can see me at Broadway Comedy Club. I'm going to be part of Dwayne Barres Jr.'s show. That date is going to be November 13th at 7 p.m., so check me out there. All right, guys. See you next week. We for love more. you so much. Two, Two Mike, Mike minimum. minimum kisses.